the PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Tuesday late evening here on the East Coast. Well, I'm not on the East Coast. I'm on the Central Zone, but dinner time. But we're here. We're grinding it out all day long, and we're here to talk about the Thursday night football game. We got the (laughs) – we thought these games were going to get better and better. Hey, we have a snooze fest this week. It's going to be an NFC South matchup rematch from a couple weeks ago between the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina Panthers. And you guys know who helps me break it down every Thursday on the prop cast for the NFL season. It's my main man on the West Coast, one of the busier men in the sports gambling industry. It's Rod Via Gomez. Rod, what's going on, buddy? Yep, they had faked us. They were like, hey, we're going to give you a couple of good games. And then, oh, remember, we're Thursday Night Football. We are definitely not entertaining. So uh, just in case you you had any misconceptions. But uh, I don't know. You know what, though? Moon off this game a couple of weeks ago actually gave us some pretty entertaining moments. And it was a 37-34 game. So I don't know, man. Maybe we're, maybe we're not in for a snooze fest on Thursday. Yeah, uh, they gave us some good ones, and maybe this one doesn't turn out to be that bad. Uh, but hey, it's football nonetheless on our screens here on Thursday night football. So we'll get to watch uh, two teams in the NFC South. Hey, look, I will say the Atlanta Falcons are right there in that uh, playoff hunt, or not playoff hunt for the division uh, in the NFC South. I don't think, or yeah, in the NFC South, I don't think any teams have a winning record in this division um pulling it up right now yeah so bucks got the victory uh against the rams they improved to four and five atlanta sitting at four and five saints sitting at three and six and the carolina panthers sitting at two and seven and you know so far this season you know we we talked a lot about the panthers with the cmc trade rod and and you know matt rule getting fired and now they let another two more defensive assistants go uh, this week uh, for the Carolina Panthers. So a lot of turnover happening for that team. Atlanta uh, dropped the game against the Chargers last week at home. Now they travel to Carolina for this NFC South matchup. But uh, any thoughts for as far as what the team news we've been getting for these teams, especially for Carolina? Uh, we saw the P.J. Walker got benched last week. They put in Baker Mayfield, but he should be starting again this week uh, for the Carolina Panthers in this game here, Rod. Yeah, so uh, it was me and, and Justin Mark on the NFL Gambling Podcast earlier, and, and I talked about P.J. Walker, how I thought for sure that this was going to be a game that he was actually going to throw for a decent amount of yards. He had nine, nine yards yeah. all, all game long. I, it was just a fresh, and then we had him, I had him as a prop for the propcast last week, and yeah, nine yards is a clear, clear uh, dispar- a departure from what I was hoping for, so yeah, I don't know. He is going to start again this week. That may be good news. It may be bad news, but I've been bitten by PJ Walker already, so don't expect a prop out of him for this week. <laughs> hey, look, they're going up against uh, the worst passing defense, at least you know, given up yardage-wise, 
uh, in the NFL this season, which is the Atlanta Falcons. And I think that's what P.J. Walker exactly did against this team a few weeks back when they faced each other, where he, I think he threw for 300-plus yards uh, in that game, did P.J. Walker. So, um, you know, maybe we see a repeat performance. He knows he's playing for his job in this game because they – they weren't afraid to make that move last week uh, with putting Baker Mayfield in. I think it was during halftime, I believe. But at least in that last game, Rod, you mentioned it. It was a shootout, 37-34. Falcons got the victory in overtime. Panthers could have gotten the victory, but they missed that extra point uh, to, to, to take the lead uh, in that game. But, you know, the kicker missed the extra point, headed into overtime. Young Hoku gave um, the uh, Falcons a victory on their home floor or on their home field uh, in that game. But PJ Walker, 19 of 36, 317 yards in that game. Marcus Mariota, 20 of 28, 253 yards, three touchdowns and two interceptions in that game for uh, the Atlanta Falcons in the offense there. So, you know, maybe we see a repeat performance. Uh, both teams had 165 plus rushing yards in that game as well. Uh, so maybe we see some more fireworks in that game or in this game here, Rod. But um, anything else for this? Uh, anything else for these teams before we actually get into our player props here? Uh, we're going to probably cover a lot of that last game when we talk about breaking down these props. So might as well just go ahead and get right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get right into it. So we'll give you a couple of player props each. And of course, uh, we'll get in some touchdown props as well for this game. But Rod, why don't you lead us off, my man? First player prop uh, for this NFC South matchup on Thursday night between the Atlanta Falcons visiting the Carolina Panthers. So I've already claimed that there will be no P.J. Walker uh, props in this one. So I'll go on the other side of that for the first passing prop, and that's Marcus Mariota. I'm going to take his over on interceptions, and I'm going to go. It's over. It's a half interception, uh, but this is a plus 135. We talked about it just a second ago. He threw two interceptions against this team. The last time they faced each other, he's only thrown six interceptions so far this season. But again, he's only thrown 10 touchdown passes as well. So it's not like the ratio is is screaming. Uh, but like I said, he did throw two against the, the Panthers the last time out. And this was only a couple of weeks ago. So uh, again, when we start talking about recent memory and, and these guys having game film, this was only from a couple of weeks ago that they were able to pick him off twice. Um, Carolina, they have six interceptions on the season so far. Uh, this year, obviously, two of them came against Atlanta, but uh, I, I don't necessarily think he's going to. And, and look, he hasn't thrown an interception in that time in between. But like I said, game film, recent memory. I, I think there's an opportunity here for Carolina to at least get one interception on Marcus Mariota, who hasn't been that bad with the ball this season. But, uh, you know, hungry defense looking to prove something, a, a game in which they, they were able to get to him at least twice last time. Yeah, I, I like this at plus money. To, for him to at least throw one interception on Thursday night. Yeah, I mean, you take a look at what Mariota has done so far this season, and look, he is prone to throwing interceptions. And you know, we're going to be referencing what these two teams again did against each other in that last matchup, and he did have two interceptions in that game. I believe he threw one last week as well uh, against the Chargers, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, he didn't have any last week, but um, I think number one. A lot of things that have kind of gone under the radar for this Panthers team with all the news and all the turnover that they've been ha having on the offensive side is that this defense is one of the best uh, in the entire football league, especially that first seven where they can create just so much pressure against um, opposing quarterbacks. And I think that's something that's to their advantage, um, which can force opposing quarterbacks to make that mistake uh, in these games. So I wouldn't be surprised. If Mariota cracks under pressure, he throws the ball, try to get it, you know, tries to throw it away or throws it up in the air, deflections, things like that happen in the NFL 
uh, and that he's going to throw an interception in this game. So, yeah, I'm going to back you up on that uh, for sure in this matchup between these two teams. Um, so for my first player prop here, I didn't have any touchdown props in this. Or I'm sorry, I didn't have any quarterback props in here. So I, I, I know you and I were talking offline. And I said, I'm going to mix it up this week. So I, I'm going to give you guys uh, two player props and I have a one one game prop. So let me start with my first player prop here. Uh, that's going to be DJ Moore over 59 and a half receiving yards in this game. I like this number all the way up to 65. And look, the Falcons come into this game, like I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, Rod, with one of the worst passing defenses in the league. Uh, they're dead last in opponent passing yards allowed per game, right around 300. And again, we saw what PJ Walker did against this team uh, a few weeks ago in Atlanta. He had 300 plus passing yards. And in that game, DJ Moore went off for six receptions, 152 yards in that game. And really, DJ Moore is the only, I guess, offensive threat, at least in the passing game, for this uh, Carolina Panthers team. And I think the one thing that really stuck out to me in this game or in this matchup is that in his career, and that's DJ Moore, he's played against him, I believe, nine times. And he's gone, he's averaging 76 and a half receiving yards. In those nine games, and he's gone over this projection of 59 and a half in six of those nine matchups against the uh, Atlanta Falcons. So I think that's going to continue here uh, here in this Thursday night football game. Uh, I think that they're going to have have a hard time covering DJ Moore. He's had that success. He had it a few weeks ago, like I mentioned, against the Atlanta Falcons. So I'm going to go DJ Moore over 59 and a half receiving yards. That number is going to be on the move. Starting to see some 16 and a halves pop up. But like I said, I like this number all the way up to 65 here, Rod, for DJ Moore. Well, he's done it at home uh, at least once this season against Tampa Bay where he got 69 yards in that game. So, yeah, they're at home. I think that goes a long way in in being able to calm these guys down maybe just a little bit. I mean, they, you know, last week was tough. It was tough to watch their team go out and com- play a complete and total egg against uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, they were able to put up 21 points, but that game was well in hand already, and I think Cincinnati had let up off the gas anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely think that this is a, a good game get right game for DJ Moore. Yeah, he's had the targets as well. I mean, I know last week, like we mentioned with Cincinnati, just having what a 35, nothing lead uh, that game was out of hand for the Panthers. But prior to that against Atlanta, uh, 11 targets prior to that against Tampa Bay, 10, uh, 10 targets, uh, seven receptions, 69 yards in that game. Uh, so I think that, you know, all the trades that have happened for this Carolina Panthers team, talked about CMC, talked about Robbie Anderson and traded, I think that's really time for DJ Moore to step up uh, for this team. I think that he'll be able to do that on this Thursday night football game against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, All right, Rod, take us over to your next player problem, man. What do you got? All right, I'm stepping into the defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to give you Miles Hartsfield over five and a half total tackles. This is at plus money, and you look back at what he's done over the last few weeks. In fact, he's had four games in a row in which he's had eight, seven, seven, and seven total tackles, which by my math is more than five and a half. So uh, I like that. And in fact, five out of the last six games, he's had that where he go back uh, a couple of weeks in the game against Arizona, where he had six total tackles himself. So again, this is a number that he's hit in five out of the last six games. You got to figure that Cordell Patterson is now running that ball again, quite a bit. You got Algier who's there and, and, Hartsfield is one of those guys, those cornerbacks that will play up and and play the run as well. Because tell me what you have to fear in Drake London, in Kyle Pitts, uh, in in anything in that passing game. We talked about Mariota and what he did uh, the last time that they played against him, you know, throwing for uh, as many yards as he did. 
but at the same time, it was only 253. He, he put it up 28 times total in that game. So, like I said, the cornerbacks are probably going to be up around the line of scrimmage trying to get and stop this running game from happening with Cordell Patterson, with Algier. Uh, um, and, and I think that this is going to lead to him getting at least six tackles for sure. Yeah, and you also always have the possibility, or not possibility, but you know, Marcus Mario are taking off uh, as well, right? And I we keep on, and we talking about the game that happened, you know, between these two teams uh, a couple weeks ago, where despite all the yardage that was put up passing uh, by actually both of these teams, they were not afraid to run the ball either uh, a couple weeks back. Like I mentioned, both teams had well over 160 yards rushing, but also the rush attempts were there as well, as you highlighted in your handicap there. Trying to pull up the exact numbers on how many rush attempts they did have here. Uh, let me go back. Was this week six? Uh, no, it was week seven. Um, I'll get that in the meantime. It's, it's loading a little slow here for me. But despite you know you finding this at at a plus plus money price here, uh, Rod, I, I like it. Um, the game plan is going to be run for. I think the. Atlanta Falcons, because you highlighted the guys, right? They got Cordero Patterson back last week. Um, they got, they have Tyler Algier, Algier, who's been running the ball a lot more uh, for this Falcons team as well. So the opportunities are going to be there. There's no doubt. And again, we've, I talked about this, how this front seven doesn't get enough credit. Again, I, I think that the opportunities will be there. And I have this number right here. So Falcon, Falcons in that game against the Panthers a couple weeks ago, they ran it 37 times in that game. Caleb Huntley, 16 times. Marcus Mariota, six times. Tyler Algier, 14 times. Um, so again, opportunities are going to be a plenty for those tackles to uh, rack up. All right. Uh, for my next player prop, I'm going to give you a game prop here. And it's going to be, will the game be tied after 0-0? And I'm going to say, yes, it is going to be. You can find this at around minus 110. Uh, definitely shop around for this. Most books do offer this, especially in these primetime games. But number one, you talk about these two teams that are in the same division in the NFC South, right? And I think that the books are pretty much saying this should be a close game with the spread only being minus three um, for this Thursday night football game. But if we go back to – I'm going to go back to the last 10 matchups between these two teams. Now I understand the roster turnover and, and things like that and game playing and things like that, but the game has been tied after zero zero in seven of those 10 games over their last 10 matchups, including three straight games. Um, this one is a little out of left field, but I like, I really like this bet. I think it's going to be close. Even if it is zero zero, I can see it, you know, seven, seven, three, three, 10, 10, it's it's happened between these two teams. Like I mentioned, seven out of the last ten times, including three straight games. It happened in the last game. Obviously, it went into overtime. But even before going to overtime, it was tied at that point. So game prop for me, I think this is the first one I've given out all year. Will the game be tied after 0-0? I'm going to go with a yes around minus 110 in this game, Rod. Making this a true prop cast all the way through. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm proud that I'm dragging you down into the depths of the prop fighting market because – this is where I'm swimming now. I, I love these obscure ones. We got to find the value some well, not somewhere, but we're going to find the value. And I, I, this one kind of stuck out to me because I know we're recording early and then some of the props were a little bit limited. And I went over to the game props and I, and I saw this and I kind of went back and looked at the history. I went over back to the last 10 games and it, it stuck out to me. And I remember that, hey, this these teams obviously went to overtime the last matchup. And prior to that last matchup, they were tied in those two games as well. So 
You know, if this spread was larger, I probably would have stayed away from it. From for it being minus three right now for the Falcons, I think it's gonna be closer than people think, and I think we'll see a tie after it being zero zero uh, in the in the uh, obviously when the game starts here. So uh, I'm gonna take that, man. Uh, I got I got to swim down. You know, find those value plays like you are, my man. <laughs> but then, how much more fun does it make it, man? I, literally, the other night, I was I was sweating how many punts were in that game because I had an over under on the punts. So yeah, you know. <laughs> All right, before we get over to uh, some more player props for this game, uh, let me tell you guys about our relaunch and amazing-looking SGPN merch store. Look, we all have that DGen in our life, and if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably a DGen for your, yourself. Or you have friends or family members that are DGens as well. You need to get over to the SGPN merch store because there are so many great items that make the perfect stocking stuffer, whether it's you just had a newborn, your friend had a newborn, your your brother, your sister, your any relative just had a newborn. There's a lot of great uh, baby merchandise that we have on the SGPN merch store. And also, holiday season is right around the corner. A lot of you know friends and families are going to be having those holiday parties. You're going to have those sweater parties. What better way to get an SGPN sweater to wear at those parties? They look amazing. They're not ugly. I went in and looked at it myself. They're not ugly. They look really, really nice. There's, you know, it, it has DGENs only. It has let it ride on it. Looks really, really nice. If you go over there and get this shopping done up until Thanksgiving, we're giving you 10% off when you use promo code Dallas Sucks right on brand with SGPN because, again, we don't like the Dallas Cowboys. At least Sean and Ryan don't. But uh, make sure to use that promo code Dallas Sucks for 10% off uh, any item on the merch store, but it's only good up until Thanksgiving. So make sure to get those perfect stocking stuffers for that DGen in your life over at the SGPN merch store. All right, Rod, let's keep it rolling here, my man. Uh, let's get over to uh, our next player props, and then we'll get into some touchdown props as well. What do you got for us? All right, well, you open the door. I'm going to kick it wide in. Uh, I'm going to give you a prop that is not a player prop, but it is a game prop, and that is race to 25. You can find this at plus 145 in favor of the Falcons. I truly believe that the Falcons are going to win this game still. Uh, I don't care that it's in Carolina. I obviously just don't have much faith in these Panthers, despite what they were able to do last time. But uh, you even look at how many times the Panthers have scored 25 points at all. That's twice. Oh, I'm sorry. That's yeah. once. Uh, no, hold on. I'm looking at the wrong side. Yeah, that's once against the Falcons. They scored 34. Other than that, they haven't even scored 25 at all. So they lost the race to 25 in all but one game. Yeah, that was against the Falcons. But even still, uh, they barely lost that by a single point, did the Falcons, where the Falcons had 24. And then the, the I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the, the Panthers kind of blew by them at that point. But yeah. the Falcons, on the other hand, Week one against the Saints, they scored 26. Week two against the Rams, they scored 27. 27 against the Seahawks. Uh, and then they scored 28 against the Niners. 30, uh, they, 37 against the Panthers. So they've done it quite a bit, right? And I think in this game, they're going to jump out to a, a sizable lead and then kind of hang on to that while the Panthers try to catch back up again. And I think uh, at this point, they won't uh, allow the Panthers to get to 25 before them. So I like... The race to 25 for Atlanta at plus 145. I think there's a strong correlation uh, between the race to 25 for the Falcons, right? If you take a look at, th uh, their, sorry, yeah, their four wins so far this season, 
In three of those games, they've scored 25 or more points, right? Usually highlighted 27 against the Seahawks. Uh, they had only 23 in a win against the Cleveland Browns, uh, but they had 28 against your Niners. They had 37, like we mentioned, against this uh, Carolina Panthers team. So there's a strong correlation there. And again, they've also done it in losses. You mentioned it against the Saints and against the Rams. And this team is finally healthy, especially on the offensive side. It seems like Arthur Smith and that offense have figured something out offensively, right? Last week, you got Cordero Patterson back. Tyler Algier has been a big part of this offense. Tyler, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Drake London. Kyle Pitts has been starting to get some more targets, and they've been able to find the ball for him as well. And they have a lot of weapons that they can use, especially in the red zone, to score those touchdowns. So I think there's a bit of a correlation here that, hey, if Falcons win this game, there's it's a higher probability that they're going to have to score 25 or more points in this game uh, for them to win. So, yeah, no argument for me on this player prop. Um, for my last player prop here, Rod, I'm going to take a page out of your book from last week and you took young Hoku over one and a half field goals. I'm going to go back to that. Well, and the thing that kind of stuck out to me is Ku has faced this Falcons team seven times in his career. He's made at least two field goals in every single one of those games that he's faced the Panthers. However, in six of those seven games, he's made at least three or more field goals for the Falcons against his Panthers team. And that's something that I cannot ignore when I found this, uh, when this found the stats and trends for young Hoku against the Panthers. So that's a hundred percent success rate. I think that maybe the Panthers are able to get a few stops in the red zone and young Hoku is going to make some field goals here. I saw this at minus one Oh five. It's a hundred percent success rate. I can't ignore it. Young Hoku over one and a half field goals made in this game against the Panthers here, Rod. He was a 50 yard field goal away from actually cashing that bet last week too. So it's not necessarily like it wasn't a possibility. They only had one attempt on the day. He had two attempts and that 50 yarder was not an easy 50 yard. I mean, he's, he's a damn good kicker, but under the circumstances, yeah, he probably should have made that kick. and, And unfortunately he didn't and it didn't cash, but yeah, again, he was he was very close to doing it last week too. So I don't at all hate Young Hoku uh, kicks because guess what? He's my kicker. So I I want him to make all the field goals. Yes, sir. Uh, do you have any more player props? Uh, I am ready for a touchdown prop. All right, let's do it. Let's get into our touchdown props here. What do you got? All right. Well, I'm going with Dante Foreman uh, and any anytime touchdown for him at plus one ten. I'm a little surprised that that is the case because against these teams last time. He actually scored uh, two rushing touchdowns or three. Uh, yeah, two rushing three. touchdowns. Three. Uh, yeah. Dante Foreman did. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So definitely a little just weird out by the fact that it's plus 110. Uh, but I'll take that misprice for sure because, you know, again, we talked about how these guys performed against each other last time. And um, a guy that got in the end zone three times with 118 yards behind him on 26 carries. I think it's highly possible to do it again at least yeah. once. You know, that yeah. this this rushing t- uh, defense against the Falcons is not the greatest either. So, um, yeah, give me Dante Foreman anytime touchdown at plus 110. Yeah, I mean, no argument for me. Um, this defense, at least for the Falcons, we talked about their passing defense, not very good. Uh, the rushing defense, uh, it, it's average. But, I mean, I think that when Dante Foreman had did it three times, uh, against his Falcons rush defense uh, a couple weeks ago at plus money. I think that number will be on the move. Um, hopefully you can get to it early, but yeah, I like it at plus 115 for uh, Dante Foreman for the Panthers. Anytime touchdown, 
that he's going to score against the Falcons. There are two that I did like. Uh, I'm going to go with the chalky one, number one, Cordero Patterson at even money right now. When this guy is on the football field, he scores touchdowns. He's played in, let's see here, five games so far this season, and four of the five games he has scored a touchdown and he found the end zone for this Atlanta Falcons defense. Uh, sorry, offense. Last week against the Chargers, he made his return, had two touchdowns um, running the football for, for this team. And I think that he's going to be able to find the end zone again at even money. And the other one I did like, I talked about the wide receiver earlier, DJ Moore, plus 140. I think that will be an opportunity for, number one, um, for him to either catch a long reception for a touchdown or break one out for a touchdown or even find him in the red zone, uh, whether that's P.J. Walker, if they bring in Baker Mayfield, you know, if P.J. Walker's not having a great game. But I think the opportunity for him to dominate in this game, again, should be there against um, against the Atlanta Falcons. And he did have one receiving touchdown uh, against the Falcons uh, in the in the matchup a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think that he'll be able to do that again in this game. So I'm going uh, Cordero Patterson and D.J. Moore. Uh, a little bit chalky. For any time touchdown, but I really like that Patterson one, especially at even money. Uh, no argument either way for me. Although one that I do find intriguing is, is Kyle Pitts. He is at plus 195. He did score a touchdown against them a couple weeks ago. He's been persona non grata, literally just, I don't know, anybody that, that is a fan of Kyle Pitts is pulling out their hair. Uh, but if anybody needs to get on track this week, I think it's Kyle Pitts. So I don't know. I, I feel like it's a sneaky plus 195 for him to find the end zone this week. Yeah, I don't hate that either. I think that the they're starting to find ways to get him involved in the offense, and I, I think that that's something that a lot of people have been clamoring for, especially fancy owners of uh, Kyle Pitts. So hopefully these guys uh, are able to find the end zones. I know we've been doing a pretty good, Rod, with the uh, touchdown props, especially on Thursday Night Football, so hopefully we can continue that uh, in this Thursday Night Football game between the Falcons and the Panthers. Uh, all right, let's close it out strong here, Rod. Let's get into best bets. For this uh, Thursday night football game, I'll give you the floor first, my man. What is your best bet uh, for this uh, game? I feel like my best bet is the uh, anytime touchdown bet for uh, Dante Foreman. Like I said, he did it three times. Yeah, okay. Those are the only three touchdowns he's had on the season, yes. But, uh, again, this is a, a team that needs to, to do something. And running the ball, yeah, they proved last week they weren't necessarily that good at throwing the ball. So running the ball has got to be the answer, right? So you're going to feed Foreman, feed him off, and... Hopefully he can rip off a, a couple of decent sized gains and get close enough to punch one in for a touchdown. So uh, I feel like that's possible. I feel like it's highly possible. So I'll give that one out as my best bet. Yeah. I mean, look uh, for four minutes, it's really, he's got, I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries uh, for the Panthers. I know they have Chuba Hubbard there uh, as well, but uh, I think four minutes should be getting the bulk of the work for the, uh, for the Carolina Panthers. So I do love that uh, for my best bet. I am gonna go with I'm gonna go with the kicker, Young Hoku, to get me at least two field goals in this game. Look, for whatever reason, he has a hundred percent success rate against this Carolina Panthers team, something that I cannot ignore. Um, and again, like I've mentioned, and we've talked about him a lot on the propcast throughout the season, is that Arthur Smith is not afraid to, you know, put him out there because he is one of the more consistent guys in the NFL that can hit those field goals. And he's hit, you know, 50-yard field goals. I know he missed one last week, but Arthur Smith is often not afraid to put him out there. I think they'll be able to put up the points in this game uh, with his leg as well. So uh, for me, best bet, Young Ho Koo, over one and a half field goals made for the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to make him the official kicker of the prop cast. 
Yeah, I think we have to at this point for the amount of times that we have talked about him on the propcast here, Rod. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the propcast uh, for this Thursday night football game. A little NFC South divisional matchup, a uh, big matchup, I think, for the Falcons, uh, where they're trying to uh, at least take the division lead for the time being over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they, the Buccaneers, will head over to uh, Germany in Munich to take on the Seattle Seahawks who have been one of the more surprising teams. So big game this week uh, for both teams, especially the Atlanta Falcons, who, look, they can cash their regular season win total with a victory here against the Carolina Panthers here, Rod. But uh, anything else you want to get for your chest, my man, before we get out of here? Uh, just uh, follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on there, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's in between media. It's all there for you. Link in the bio at Twitter, RJ Gomez. Yep, make sure to follow Rod on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Head over to the website, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, or download the app on your phone. Uh, all the latest contests, just content uploads right there on the app for you to listen to all the pods. And if you haven't subscribed already to the NFL Gambling Podcast as well, make sure to do that. Uh, a lot of great stuff happening on the NFL Gambling Podcast every single day. Uh, we'll put it, we're putting something out, some type of content for you guys to listen to, and hopefully uh, also leave us a rating and review, for not only for the podcast, but all the shows that are happening on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. All right, we'll be back uh, sometime this week to get into the week 10. Is it already week 10? NFL player props, uh, look out for that. Um, and then again, like I mentioned, all the other stuff that is happening for the NFL Gambling Podcast as we lead up to NFL week 10. Until then, good luck with your picks. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>